Blog Talk Radio. Today is Saturday, April 1st, 2017, and this is the Bunny Slippers Rebel Job Seekers Call-In Show, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and if it's 3 p.m. you have on your bunny slippers, you are not looking for a job. Welcome, first-time returning listeners. In this show, we discuss strategies and tactics to job search, staying motivated, and dealing with career transitions. For more tips, resources, daily motivation, and to listen to archive shows, go to the website, bunnyslipperserevil.com. There you also find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter handle, and our YouTube channel. If you're listening live on Facebook or Blog Talk Radio, call in with your questions at 347-202-0929. Again, that number is 347-202-0929. Or if you're on Facebook Live, just put your questions right here below, and I'll try to answer so let's get to it. I got a couple of questions I've gotten this week, and uh, first of all, it's, it's April Fool's Day, and I thought about doing a lot of little things for April Fool's, but yeah, nothing really was funny in my job search, other than it sucks. So uh, not gonna worry about that. So let's start off. This week I had a um, had somebody who has been, and it seems like this was the 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 theme is long term unemployed. People have been out there. Now, a lot of people think that, okay, you know, the job the unemployment rate is below 5%. Everybody that's got a job, that wants a job, has a job. It's not like that. Uh, I went last Sunday, I went to the Roswell United Methodist Church for their networking event, and when you see 250 people sitting in a room and all these people are looking for jobs, um, very well-dressed people. These are not homeless people by any stretch. These are well-dressed people. You see that many people looking for a job. Uh, it reminds you that there are still a lot of people out there who have been out there. Good morning, Gina. Been out there for a, a long time and have not got a job. So uh, one of my friends this week um, been out of work, and I'm not exaggerating. This person has been out of work about six years, and they've been doing freelance work here and there. And uh, they showed me a job uh, posting that they found. And uh, the question was, you know, should I go for it? And see, what's happening? When you've been out there a long time looking for a job, you get, you get a variety of emotions, a variety of emotions. And this person's like, well, you know, this is a job that I tried out for. I would have tried out for 10 years ago. I don't know if I want to do it now. And I said, okay, let me give this, you know, they wanted motivation. I said, okay, here's your motivation. Let me explain what your motivation is to go for this job. I said, you got a couple of habits. You like eating? Yeah. I said, you like eating hot water? Yeah. You like a roof over your head? You like being able to put gas in your car? Yeah, I said, then there you go. That's your motivation. Ideally, when we started out 30 years ago, when I started out working, the idea was to get jobs and you build a career through your jobs. You, you take a job and, you know, you move yourself up and you'd always try to move forward. That's not the reality of, of what we're seeing today. Um, maybe it was like that before, uh, but right now it is. It's you got a job, be thankful, first of all. And that's one thing, that's one reason I like to go to these networking events because it reminds me to be humble, be thankful for everything I've got. I encourage you to go. Even if you've been working, even if you've been working and there's no problems with your job, you've been on the job a long time, find a networking event to go to. Hey, Harold, how you doing, man? Find a networking event to go to because it humbles you, okay? It, it reminds you. I mean, I work with people now who've never been out of work. And as I said, they don't have a clue. And I'm not insulting. They just don't have a clue what it's like when you can't find a job, plain and simple, when you cannot find a job. So my, 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 my comment to this person was, again, forget all this about your career. You know, 
yeah, you want to get on a career track. You want to stay on a career track. But I have to eat today. Okay, that's what you got to remember. When you say, well, that job is below me, you know, uh, I don't want to work at Walmart at night. That job is below me. I've got a Ph.D. in biochemical engineering. Yeah, but you ain't got a job either. Okay? You take, you take the job. You, I, I love Coming to America, the movie Coming to America. Prince Hakeem. He's in there at McDowell's, not McDonald's, but he's in there sweeping floors. And the thing about that movie I love is his character. The character that Eddie plays in that movie. Because even though this is a king, a prince rather, who's about to be a king of a great, great country, he is sweeping floors and he is proud. You know, don't ever look down on any job anybody does. You know, don't ever look down on it because, oh, well, I, can, I don't have to do those type of jobs anymore. There's so many emotions about this because I've seen people look down on people because, oh, they have this job, because they're this old and they've only gone this far. There's a million and one reasons why people's careers move on and some people don't. There are people who have progressed in their careers who don't deserve it. And we all know, we all have worked with people who are at a certain level, and you just sit there and wonder, how did you get there? Because you're an idiot, okay? Um, but at the same time, there are people at low levels quote, low-paying low, low paying jobs, and they're like, this person is brilliant. This person is a genius. That, that show, uh, Undercover Boss, every now and then they uncover somebody who's been working somewhere, and the boss realized this person is brilliant. This person has everything they need in senior management, but this person never had the opportunity. It's all about opportunity. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you make them, sometimes you can't make them. But whatever it is, whatever you're doing, be humble, be thankful, be proud. Do a good job. Again, I go back to Hakeem. He was sweeping and mopping, but he was proud. You know, they say, you know, hard work is its own reward. Yeah, sometimes it has to be its own reward because you don't have, you ain't getting no money for it. But my point is, whatever job you have, if you have a job, whatever you're doing, you can hate, you know, I hate my job. Yeah, then why don't you quit? Well, I need to pay that. Then shut up. Work hard at whatever you do. Whatever you do, as long as you work hard at it, because it's, and I've been there when you have lost a job and you say, I could have done better, you know, versus I lost a job and like, no, I did my best. That, too, that's small comfort. It's big comfort when you lose a job and you say, I did my best, and circumstances beyond my control cost me to lose this job. Anyway, rampant, I'm sorry. But what I told this person is they looked at the job. I said, are you, are you qualified for the job? They said, yeah. Maybe I'm overqualified. I said, but are you qualified for the job? I said, yeah. But then there's no reason for you not to go for it. But it's not something I, I, I did that 10 years. I don't want to, you know, I'm beyond that. No, you're not. You're not beyond that. You know, you're there because your alternative is, I, I asked it simple, would you rather sit at home or would you rather do this job? You know, that's the thing. When you've been out a long time, and this person has been out of corporate America for five or six years, not by choice. Uh, just circumstances, and they've been doing freelance work. Um, when I went to Roswell, I met some of my old friends who had been out of work off and on, and it's hard. If you've never been out of work, if you know somebody who's looking for a job, uh, let me tell you something, and I, I say this many times. The hardest job I ever had was looking for work. 
You know, people say, well, if you don't have a job, you're lazy. No, no, no. If you don't have a job, chances are you are one of the hard. You're like James Brown, okay? You are working hard. Okay, so my, my point, and get back to my point, and I apologize for rambling, but this is something that, I, that I'm passionate about. If you've been out of work, you know, I did a show. If you go back in the archives, you'll see it's called uh, Lower Your lower your Sights, Widen Your Range. You know, and, it's, and the example I gave is, you know, remember you were in high school, especially guys. I'll, I'll talk to the men here. Remember you, you were trying to get a date for the prom, and you would find the prettiest girl or whatever, and you asked her. She said no. And then you lowered your standards, okay? You'd ask the next one, the next one. And maybe you ended up asking the, 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 the manager of the volleyball team. Not that she wasn't a beautiful woman. My, my point is, you shoot high. You shoot high. There's nothing wrong with shooting high. But don't hold yourself to the point where my standards are here. You know, I'm not, I don't want like to get off into relationships, but I've had some really good conversations with people, of, uh, women, about what they want in a relationship, what they want in a man. And it's interesting um, the things that people say they want. They want a man who's climbing a corporate ladder. They want a man that's this, that, 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 all this stuff. And I always wonder, well, what are you bringing to the table? And I'm sorry to put it like that. You know, um, you shoot, yeah, you can shoot for something like this, but what's important? Is it important to have a senior vice president as your partner who is unhappy, a drinker, and, and, and hates his job? Or to have a Starbucks barista as your partner who is happy and content in what they do. What's important is, life is, is are you happy? Are you happy with yourself? Regardless of what level you are at, are you happy and content? And, yeah, we all start out at age 22 or 18 and say, I'm going to be the CEO of this company one day. And for 99.937% of us, at reality sets, and you realize, yeah, I'm never going to be CEO. You know, okay. Where can I be? Are you doing a good job? Are you doing the best job you can in your job? Are you are you happy in your job? If you're not happy, do something about it. There's a millions of people out here who are unhappy in their jobs. And what do they do about it? Nothing. They get up and they go to work every day because they know their job, because it's easy. They get their two-week vacation. They're putting a little bit of money for retirement. They know their job. It's no-brainer, you know, and they just do it. And then one day... 15 years down the road, they realize that they've been doing that same thing, and they stop wanting more. You know, that's the thing. It's, it's not about what you achieve. It's about what you strive for. Regardless of where you are, you should always strive to be better and do better. And maybe being better and doing better is not always about making more money and getting promotions. Maybe being better and doing better is just about how can I better do this job. You know, uh, when I was a when I was a team leader once, and I, and I used to talk to my people. You know, my thing is this: my here's my philosophy of, of leadership, of management. Everybody on your team, you tell them, your job is to make the thing you're doing, whatever it is, whatever part of the business that you're responsible for, your job is to make us believe that that is the most important part of this company. Your job is to sell what you're doing, for us to go, this is important, okay? We put you in charge of this. You're accountable for this. Your job is to sell it to us. Your job is to be so passionate about that that you're doing, that it's that we go, wow, 
this person is really passionate, you know, about sweeping the curb. You know, we make all the business, but doggone it, this person's going to make sure that our curbs are clean, okay, that the cuffs and the suits that we make perfectly cut. That's the passion you got to have. You should have that for life and everything. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know that might sound crazy to some people. You, we only go through life once. We only go through this once. I mean, okay, we get the reincarnation thing, and, you know, because I used to be the you know, king of Egypt. This particular body, this particular time, we're going through this one time. We're going through life just one time. And the worst thing in the world, I would think, for anybody is to look back on life. Look back when you're in your 90s or even older and look back and say, I could have done better. I could have pushed harder. It's not necessarily about what's in my bank account. It's not necessarily about how many kids I got or how many houses I have. When you have the time. I think about that. I went to the gym this morning. That's why I'm always dressed like this. Um, and I think about there's probably going to come a time in my life when I won't be able to go to the gym um, and do the things that I do now. And I would hate to look back on that time and say, you know, I wish I had done more. I wish I had worked hard. I wish I would have appreciated the abilities that I had. I mean, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm spring. But I remember the things I did in high school, working out, college. I remember the things. I was like, wow, man, if I could go do some plyometrics one more time, yeah, that would be cool. You know? But, I, don't, but I, I feel comfortable that when I had that opportunity, that I did work hard. Just like in, in, in corporate America, I've had jobs that I've done great at. I had jobs that I have sucked at. You know, I have been fired. You know, it's not a badge of honor, but it, it has happened. Um, you know, I've been terminated. I've been laid off. I've been a whole lot of things. Um, and sometimes it was my fault and sometimes it wasn't, in my opinion. Um, but what I want to do is I can't go back, but I just try to tell myself from this point forward, everything I do, I'm going to be proud of. Okay? I'm going to... to, to do not say from this time forward, man, I could have done better. You, know? um, you see people that, that you work with all the time. They they halfway do a job. You know, oh, okay, I just did. And, you know, I, I you know personal, it wasn't me, but somebody did something and it, it kind of blew up and somebody threw them under the bus because they didn't do a, a great job. Now, I'm not going to get into it. I would have handled it differently. That's just me. I'm not saying the person did wrong. I would have handled it differently. But the person who was under the bus, after they crawled out from under the bus, and they're like, well, yeah, I could have done better. Then why didn't you? you know, that's, to me, one of the biggest goals in life. Is in everything you do, you better. You know, I do an hour and a half. I know I'm rambling, and I'm sorry. To drink Anybody on the drinking game, take a sip. I'm rambling. I'm going down a rat hole. Uh, I do an hour and a half commute every day to work. Every day I do an hour and a half commute. And people think I'm crazy in the ATL. So you know it's only about 30 miles. And I'm not exaggerating. It's like 30 miles, but it's an hour and a half each way. Um, I'm so thankful for my job. You know, we could work from home a couple of days a week. I'm old school. I'm old. We, when I started working at Aetna, Middletown, Connecticut, corporate America, suit and tie, five days a week, no dress down Fridays. 
okay? So I just got in, ingrained that in me. I go to work every day. I am, I am happy to have my job. I am thankful for the company I work for. I'm thankful that they saw enough in me to hire me. And I don't ever want to lose that feeling. I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm like, well, they need me more than I need them. I don't ever want to get to the point where I start putting my job on autopilot. Okay. Because I've been on the other side. You know, I work with people and they say, ah, you know, this place, I can go get a job somewhere else. And I want to, and I tell them, you know what, I've been in job search in Atlanta. And it's a great place. But of all the jobs I've had, all the jobs I've looked at, the job I have now is by far the best job I've ever had. And I'm thankful for that. I don't ever want to forget that. Every day I walk in, thank God for this job. Because I've been there when you're out of work. Okay, when you when you out of work with two degrees, two degrees, you know, a, a, a bachelor's in accounting and an MBA in finance, and I couldn't get interviews. Okay. I shoot, I'm an Apple fan. You know, some of y'all know I tried to get a job at the Apple store. I didn't get interviewed. Okay? Okay, you're overqualified. I got to eat. Overqualified, underqualified, half-qualified. I got to eat. Okay? So I was looking almost anywhere. You know, I almost got into sales, you know, because I needed to eat. But when you can't find that corporate America job that you're looking for, when you think that you've worked 18 years in an, in an industry and you can't find a job there, that's when it messes with your head. That's when it really messes with you. And I say all this to say because the people listening on here, you probably are working, and, and I'm happy for you. But if you know anybody who's out of work, understand there's a lot going through their head. If your spouse is out of work, understand that he or she, when you come home, if you're working, you come home every day, and don't ask them about, you know, found a job today. Yeah, y'all know y'all do that. What's the problem? I don't see why you can't find a job. And I'm not saying women are only saying it, it's men too. Okay? What's your problem? Understand this. Now I'm going to talk about marriage. Let me tell you something about marriage. Marriage is about you and this person, your partner, against the world. Period. For better or for worse, it's usually a lot worse than it is better. But it's you and your partner against the world. And if your partner finds themselves in a situation where they are unemployed, it is your responsibility as their partner, to step in and keep them motivated and keep them encouraged. Because believe me, all day long, they are getting beat down mentally and emotionally with the idea that they don't have a job. So as their partner, it is your responsibility to step in and keep them motivated and keep them going. Just like you do with your children. It is your job. It is not your job to add to the bricks that they're carrying. Believe me, they're walking around with enough bricks all day long. It is your job. When you signed up, when you walked down the aisle and went to the justice of the peace or whatever you did, when you did that, you signed up for it. You signed up for better or worse. Not better or maybe not so good, worse. And worse is when you got a family to feed and you are living on one income. Maybe for the education. I totally get it. Yeah. Yep, Gina, you get it. One of my one of my childhood friends, you get it. But I've seen spouses. This is what gets me. I've I've experienced it. I've seen spouses that don't don't support their spouse. Well, you know, and and here's the thing too. You got to defend your spouse. It's, again, it's you and this person against the world. 
when you cleave to that man and woman, you cleave to them and you leave your family out. Okay? That means when your mama calls and say, he or she ain't found a job yet, what's she doing? They living off you. You need to leave them. You need to be the one to say, you know what? That's my husband or that's my wife. That's my chosen partner for life. You need to back up. Yeah, I love my mom as much as anything else. But if 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 as a as a as a parent, as a friend, anybody, if you start talking that kind of craziness about your child, your sibling, spouse, who is out there every day trying to do the best they can, then you need to step up. And as the spouse of that person, as the life partner of that person, it is your job to defend them. Rest assured, they are catching enough arrows every day from everywhere, for places you can't even imagine. I remember driving to my spot, my office, I used to call it, my Panera Bread, that I would go and do my job search at. And I remember getting on Highway 75 down here in Atlanta, 7.30 in the morning, and I'm out there with 9 million other people going to work. And I remember driving, and it was hit me. It's always to hit me. Man, everybody out here said me got a job. They're going to a job someplace. I'm looking for a job. You know, those are the kind of arrows you get hit with every day. And then you come in the house after getting beat down like that of, of applying for jobs, of trying to network, of trying to do all the things that you can do to get to that next step, to get to that next person that can get you a job. When you go through and do all of that, and then you come home and you say, my house is my fortress of solitude. My house is where I'm supposed to feel safe and comfortable. I'm not coming home and kicking my feet up and going, my day is over. I'm coming home and like, okay, let me do some more job search. Let me do some more stuff while my kid is running around. And there's nothing worse than walking in there and having a spouse that's telling you, what's the problem? Why can't you find a job? You ain't stupid or is you? You know? That is when it hurts. That's the pain. So, yeah, I know this job is Q&A. Nobody asks about how spouses should, should behave, but I'm telling you. Whether it's your spouse, whether it's your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Friends. Spouses. You, you, you defend your friends. Friendship. Friendship means you stand with your person. You say, you know, you can tell them, I don't know what you're going through. I have no idea what you're going through, but doggone it, anything I can do to help you, let me know. You don't know how much that means to somebody who's in job search sometimes. But just to have somebody say, anything I can do, let me know and mean it. Say it, look them in the eyes when you say it. Say, anything I can do, let me know. So that's how you deal with people in transition. I know I got off on a wrong rat hole and did a rant. Like I said, if you playing the bunny slippers drinking game, you can drink a couple of shots off of what I just did. But it, yeah, I felt like it just needs to be said. You know, people in job search are going through a lot. They are going if you want to be a friend to somebody in job search, just be a friend. Just be a friend. Okay? Um, just be a friend. So anyway, back on, the, back on the horse. For people that are, uh, like I said, the long-term unemployed, it's hard to motivate these people. It's hard for, for these people, and I don't say these people like they're another race. It's hard for people who have been out for a long time because you get jaded. You get disappointed. You get, you feel like, you are not worthy of a job. Yeah, that's how you feel sometimes. You know, that nobody's ever going to hire me. I got bad breath. What's the problem? You know, it's like if you've been trying to always take it to dating, if you have been um, a partner for a long time, and you can't get somebody, you can't find a partner, you start to get jaded. You start to say, well, maybe it's me. Something's wrong with me. 
told somebody this morning in the conversation, the sexiest thing on a person is confidence. The most attractive thing on a person, be it a job seeker or whoever, is confidence. You know, you can dress up and you can look good and, you know, got the, all the little stuff, but if you got confidence, confidence comes through better than anything else. Now, I'm not talking about arrogance. That's what they kind of spell the same. Confidence is a big, different animal than arrogance. If you have confidence in yourself, not arrogance, not, I know I'm the best thing in this room. You know, remember that old thing about Enron, the smartest guys in the room? They crashed the economic system. Something like that. But if you have confidence in yourself, and how do you get confidence? Do your homework. Do your homework. Just like when you're presenting, when you're preparing for at work, if you're pre- preparing for a presentation, you do your homework. You make sure that your stuff is right, that, that all your facts are checked out. Okay? Long-term unemployed, you got to get your confidence. you got to keep your confidence. Just because you didn't get this job or this job or this job or this job or this job, you got to keep your confidence in yourself. Don't let anybody, what is that saying? You can't make me feel bad without my permission. Don't give anybody, be it a hiring manager, be it a spouse, be it a sibling, be it a parent, don't let anybody make you feel bad about who you are without your opinion. You know, there's a whole lot of messed up adults walking around right now. There's a whole lot of messed up adults walking around because somebody told them all their life that they were a mess. And they internalized it. And that is the worst thing you can do is internalize, you know, somebody else's impression of you. Okay? Keep your confidence. Get up every day. Every day is a new day. If if you pray, trust God. Get up every day. Thank God for waking you up. But every day is a new day. The disappointments of yesterday don't matter Every day you get up like it's a new day, like it's a total new battle. And you go into battle without the memory of what you might consider failures of yesterday. You go into every day as a new battle. Okay. That's how, but the point is you have to keep yourself confident. You are a valuable person. Whatever you did, you can do it again. If you say, well, the industry has passed me by, get on the Internet as best you can. Free Wi-Fi every place. And learn what you need to learn. There is nothing that you can't learn on the internet for free. And I'm sorry to put it that way. But there's billions and billions of websites, anything you want to learn. You want to learn how to code, be a programmer, you want to learn Ruby on Rails or whatever else you want to learn. You can learn it somewhere on the internet for free. Somebody is throwing it out there for free. Okay. You want to learn it. You may not be able to learn it in a structured course, but if you really want to learn it, then you go to your library. The library got a bunch of free things, these things called books. That you can go and get, take off for free, and learn anything you want to learn. So there's no excuse for not steadily and consistently, constantly improving yourself. Anything you want to learn, you can learn. Anything you have. Was it? I have every day is a new day on my wall already. Hey Sherry, yep. Every day is a new day. You know, we all we all have have bad days. We all have bad days. Anyway, everybody, I have talked. For 28 minutes again, I want to thank you all. Um, if you listen to the other show, the other show is The Secret Math of Money. We do that on the alternate weeks. Um, everybody listen to that show, thank you for the feedback. Everybody listen to this show, thank you. 
I've been doing this show for five, going on six years, and I still just have this passion for, for helping everybody. And I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the love and support. But trust me, people, if you've never been out of work, go and find job networking events and just sit in the corner and watch. And remember, there before the grace of God, go out. Okay? You don't want to believe in God, go out. Because, yeah, you can be right there. I go every chance I get just to, 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 to refresh myself and be and find myself when I start if I ever start feeling ungrateful about everything I have. And I don't have a lot, depending on who you ask. I'm thankful for what I have. I'm not gonna compare. I got a couple of tube TVs in my house, y'all. Remember them? Y'all y'all you know, them tubes? Yeah, I got a couple of those in my house, okay? I'm happy. My point is a flat screen T V programs don't get no better, they still suck. Anyway, um, but really, I'm, I'm thankful for, for everything I do have. Thankful I got a kid in college. Thankful. Thankful for him. Thankful for his mother. Thankful for so many things. That's why I do this show. That's why I can ramble because I got a lot of passion about helping people. I appreciate all your love, all your support. I do. Um, next week is going to be the Secret Math of Money. It's going to be the second Saturday. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It's going to be something money related. But we'll be talking about. Probably same time, 10 o'clock in the morning, hopefully. Uh, but with that, everybody, thank you so much. Enjoy your show, brother. Hey, thank you. That's that's why I do it. I appreciate that love. So with that, everybody have a great week, and we will take care, y'all.